Are you ready to stop the self-sabotage and create the life you desire? Well, in order for that to happen, you need to break free from the bad beliefs that are holding your success hostage. You need to optimize the stress by turning it into extra energy for success. And those hurtful habits? Well, we need to give that pain a purpose for progress. Welcome to Stop the Self-Sabotage and Create the Life You Desire podcast. Have you ever had to work on a project with someone that you did not trust? Maybe it was work, school, at home, but you just knew that they weren't going to follow through. And because they weren't going to follow through, you were going to have to step up and do even more of what you don't have time for right now. And that your results were probably going to be less than ideal because it was all reliant on you. And then they were going to turn around and blame you for what didn't work. Yeah. Uh, The dread when you have to go into partnership with someone like that, the, uh, here's a word that doesn't get enough play, the angst, okay, mentally, emotionally, and physically, oh, you just know it is not going to turn out. And how much harder is it for us to go after our goals and actually get them as well as keep them when we can't trust ourselves? And because we can't trust, we can't respect. I'll talk about that in a moment. Respect always follows trust. So so we can't trust and we can't respect. And that is the price we pay for self-sabotage whenever we do what I call the twos. Too much eating, too much drinking, too much spending money. Or maybe we procrastinate. Or there's perfectionism. Or we allow people to use us, to walk on us. How you self-sabotage is going to be unique to you. What is a shared commonality, though, is what caused it. A lot of times when you work with someone on stopping the self-sabotage, they'll ask you, so when did all of this start? If you want better answers, ask better questions. A better question is, what was happening that started all of this? And that's going to be a commonality that we all share. Number one, you were not safe. And because you weren't safe, there was confusion that was created. And then out of that confusion, you decided to maladapt to the people that were around you, giving yourself away. And in order to get acceptance, and that led to hurt, if not harm. And so you picked up ways to cope with all of that. So your self-sabotage is just a symptom of what you've been programmed and conditioned to experience in life. Here's the great thing. It was learned, which means that it can be relearned. But what happened with that coping, if it continued on, 
for a period of time is it created an aspect of your identity because behavior always follows identity. So we have a younger you that had to cope with things that were not copable. Yeah, I think that's a word. If not, it is now. And so then you have this identity that developed these behaviors that continues to get triggered. And all it was wanting to do was to try to keep you safe at the time. Now you've decided you're going to go after your goal and you're just going to get rid of all those behaviors without giving the identity an upgrade. So over the next few days, I want to share with you how you can begin to trust and respect yourself, how to reclaim that. So I said that trust always follows respect. Why is that? Trust says, I am certain to an extent that I can invest something here and get a return on it and trust people when they show you uh, that their identity through their actions. So trust then is a foundation for respect because respect comes from the Latin word that means to look at again. It means to reevaluate and say, okay, yeah, what what is here that's foundational? Uh, so respect says that uh, based on what you've shown me, then I can honor and value you. This is the reason why some people in positions of authority, while I will respect the position, I don't respect the person because they have shown on the five levels of trust, which I'm getting ready to give you in just a moment, the five levels of trust, yeah, they can't be. Okay. So what I'd like you to do is take a piece of paper and draw a circle on it and then Divide it into four quadrants, two at the bottom, two at the top. The two at the bottom are going to be around trust. The two at the top are going to be around respect. The one on the bottom left is where we're going to start. And this is known as secure. This is your ability to soothe yourself without self-sabotage. The bottom right is going to be freedom. This is the ability to make destiny decisions without drama. Then the top left is worthiness. Can you experience your worth without giving yourself away? And the top right is validation. Can you love without hurting yourself? This is what we're going to be going over the next few days. Okay. So trust. This is the bottom left. Secure. Can you soothe yourself? without sabotage. Well, first we need to understand that there are four levels of trust. The very first level is, you know this person. They've shown you through their mannerisms, through their actions, uh, through their congruency with what they say and what they do. Um, yeah, that, that, you get them. 
The second level is once you get them, if it's in a healthy way, you're now for them. I can tell you right now, there are some people I get, no, uh, they've, they've not gone to the second level. Trust has to be earned. So you are for them. Then after you're for them, you look at what type of track record do they have? And then from that track record, what's their character? Now, all of this determines what you're going to create together. Yeah. But you have to put boundaries around your trust. And by the way, there are four types of boundaries. The first boundary is, I don't need anybody's assistance. I I got this. The second type of boundary is, I need to make a request of whoever else is engaged. Now, here's what most people fail to, to do with follow through when they make a request of someone else. There's consequences if that request is not honored. Hmm. Not to punish, but for you to withdraw your energy to say, yeah, you know, I, I, I can't trust to invest any more of this because the return I'm getting is actually less than what I put in. So uh, uh, boundaries are never meant to punish. The number one reason for boundaries is to keep you safe. That's the number one reason. And remember, what was the reason why you decided to cope in a self-sabotaging way? You were not safe. So those boundaries then are meant to keep you safe. Number two, when you draw a boundary, everybody has a knee-jerk reaction to them. Nobody, I don't care how healthy they are. There's going to be a moment where they're like, really, who do you think you are? But then they should be able to recoup after that and go, okay, yeah, and and move forward in a healthy way. Uh, So that's the second thing is that you want to see how they react. First reason for boundaries is to keep you safe. Second reason is to uh, that, that other person to give you needed information on how to move forward, which then leads to number three, you make a decision on what you want to do with all of that. So the the first type of boundary, hey, you've got this. You don't need anybody's assistance. Second type of boundary You need to make a request of someone, and there's going to be consequences. Third type of boundary, you realize you need to talk to an authority figure. Fourth type of boundary, you've done everything that there can be. You need to close the relationship and move on. Now, we're talking about drawing a boundary with yourself around how you can soothe without self-sabotage. Well, number one, remember, you need to understand why you started the self-sabotage to begin with. You were not safe. There was a lot of confusion. You decided to give yourself away. That hurt. And so you needed a way to cope, to make yourself feel better, to give you some relief short term but it was never going to support you long-term. So you can have compassion 
for that identity. But then you need to discover some ways that you can hold the self-sabotage and the fact that you have behaviors where you want to be able to move forward in a way that's going to be soothing, that's healthy. You can hold those in the same space and place. You know, whenever I'm working with clients and they're eating too much, okay, I'm not going to tell you to eat too much. I'm going to say, these are some behaviors I want you to engage in before you overindulge in food. Yeah. Uh, If somebody is drinking or using some sort of recreational drug uh, in order to turn off the part that's hurting, which will wind up creating harm in the long term. Okay. Again, I'm not going to tell you you can't do it. I'm just going to say, this is what I, I want you to focus on instead. And if you're spending too much, or if you're procrastinating, or if you're looking for perfectionism, uh, no, I'm not going to take it away from you. I'm just going to say, here are some things that we can begin to look at that you can do that's going to reveal the identity that's healthier without making the you that developed the unhealthy ways to cope without making them wrong. That's the number one fear that there is. And by the way, this is the reason why I love hypnosis is because you can actually dialogue with the aspects of your identity that have been coping the best way that they know how and let them know that they no longer have to be triggered. But if they are triggered, that this is what's going to take place first before they cope in an unhealthy way. And is there anything that they'd like to add to it that actually can can help you feel even better in a way that's going to bring you into progress? Okay, we're clearing up the confusion already. So you, you understand you know yourself and you have to be for yourself. You have to advocate for yourself that the the reason why you self-sabotage is because you were put in a position or a group of experiences that were way out of your league. Let me give you an example. Um, whenever I was 13, my parents moved and I befriended the gal across the street and she was uh, not quite 16, and she hung around her older sister, who had just graduated high school, and her sister hung around a group of people that were a couple of years older than her. So I was 13, and I was hanging out with people that were 8 to 10 years older than I was. That was not safe, which created confusion which said, what do I need to do in order to adapt to this group? This is the reason why at 13, I started drinking and using drugs. And I've been clean for a few decades now, but that wasn't always the case. And so that's whenever I began using, and that's when I learned that acceptance by a group was always going to hurt. Yeah. Uh, But it was the way I knew how to cope at the time. Okay. So I, I had to be 
for that 13-year-old. I had to understand why she did the things that she did. And then I said, you know what? Yeah, I, I see that you've got a track record here. But the track record was that you you really cared about people and, and you wanted to experience the enjoyment of those relationships. So let's bring that into what it is that we do without having to sabotage through the alcohol and drugs. Now, to do that, I had to put some boundaries in place. And you can look at the boundaries that you have right now with other people, and and that is indicative of the type of boundaries that you'll have with yourself. And I always say, start simple. Start very small when you draw boundaries. I'll give you an example. I had somebody reach out to me on a uh, on a site and say, hey, would you like to go out for a date. I looked at their profile and I said, yeah, you know, let's, let's meet over a cup of coffee. And, um, oh, they, they said, Hey, would you like to meet for a, a, a drink or, or maybe a cup of coffee? And I let them know right off the bat. Okay. That, um, yeah, I don't drink, but I'd love to meet you for a cup of coffee. And, um, Hey, we exchanged phone numbers to see about finalizing a date. And I drew some very simple boundaries. I said, just to let you know that I don't typically talk on the phone in the evenings because I have a puppy who is going to have a lot of energy because of me working during the day. And so I devote the evenings to him and wearing off that energy. And I also do not text. Now, here's a sidebar on why I don't do a lot of texting with people when I have not met them yet. Afterwards, okay, it's fine. It's a great way to keep connected. But before you know them, not a good idea. Why is that? Because your subconscious mind, which runs all of your habits and patterns and success in a relationship, the, the, the trust and the respect for yourself as well as others is held in your subconscious. Well, your subconscious will not tolerate a void. And so when you don't know about someone, the subconscious is going to fill in the missing details based on the attributes that you want them to have, not who they really are, because they haven't earned that yet. And this is the way that some people will miss yellow lights or maybe an all-out red stop is because they didn't allow the other person to actually earn a relationship with them by revealing who they really are. So I, I had put out that, you know, I really don't text and I don't do evening conversations. Uh to which I received a text a little bit later saying, and this was in the evening, hey, are you open to talk now? I had already drawn a boundary. Remember, number one reason for boundaries is to keep you safe. Number two, it is to see how someone else responds. So three, you can decide how to move forward. Well, I didn't respond to the text because I had already stated what I was going to do. 
talk on the phone later on, maybe this coming weekend to see about finalizing a date the week after. Okay. This morning I wake up to another text that's general of, how are you? Again, I'm not responding. So, people will inform you with their actions. Are you listening or are you filling in with what you really desperately want someone else to be, which is only going to cause situations where you're not safe and then you have to pick up that way to soothe that's going to lead to sabotage. All right, I I think we've covered quite a bit for today. Uh, By the way, you can go to my website and claim a hypnosis audio that is going to assist you with this. And it'll also allow you to get communications from me, uh, you know, anywhere from two to four times a month that's going to let you know about offerings that I have and because you allow me to come into your inbox, and I respect that trust that you gave me, uh, you will also get offers that will not be made available to the general public. Okay, so until we get together again, here's your plan of action. Here, here's your course. You want to look at how uh, you have been sabotaging yourself, but then also what was happening in your life whenever that sabotage was actually created as a way for you to cope with what was, what was it, uncopable? <laughs> All right. Knowing that created an identity and now those behaviors follow that identity whenever it's triggered. It's not the adult you that's coming forward. It's who you were whenever that dysfunctional coping first took place. Have some compassion for her, but also look at how you can start drawing some boundaries to keep her safe and looking at the four levels of trust, what needs to be in place there to where you can start advocating for yourself. Until we get together again, blessings on your journey. What I've been sharing with you is part of your time to thrive. See, we can get stuck in a healing process, but what's beyond the healing? Well, there's growth, and then there's goals, and then there's vision. And Your Time to Thrive is a very special membership where you access a course or a live event with me every single month that is going to teach you this process so that way you're not dependent upon someone else for your progress. Instead, you're empowered to be able to make upgrades on your own. And then whenever you hit a block that just seems to be too much for you to get over, that's when you bring in someone for assistance. So this membership is only open for the next few days. Go to dawnlandrum.com and you'll see all the details when you click on the tab that says Time to Thrive.